Now time for Chillin' with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. Man, I like that. Some old school, little old school music right there. That's kind of when I was in high school. Curtis, uh, that music is not something he grew up with. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, getting ready for some really fun uh, high school football. And boy, Channel 6, they do it right. And um, I just kind of love some of the some of the matchups. I love reading about them. Now, we'll get to it, though, because, uh, Curtis, we were just talking about Crawford versus Toller. Is they're getting it on at 7 o'clock tonight from Burleson Stadium. But, Curtis, how about that news yesterday that breaks during my show that um, the that Baylor's making uh, – they fired their, their defensive coordinator, fired the safeties coach. I mean, I, I guess after seeing how quickly – Dave Miranda moved on from his uh, some of those offensive coaches his first year. Maybe we shouldn't be that surprised, but I have to say, for it to be his own his mentor and someone that close to him, um, I, I that, that's pretty interesting. What was your uh, what was your initial reaction to hearing that uh, Dave Miranda had fired uh, his long time mentor and defense coordinator Ron Roberts? Um, the Ron Roberts part of the announcement yesterday, I was going to make a bust a move reference and then you went all <laughs> serious on me. Um, the Ron Roberts part of that news was very surprising to me. And I think it surprised a lot of people. You know, I looked at the numbers, writing it up for KCENTV.com. Um, they only allowed 25 more yards a game. They only allowed 8.3 more points per game defensively. Like, I don't think that's on the defensive coordinator. Something there's a change that, and here's the thing: Dave Aranda is very good about acknowledging when he, when what they're doing is not working or not going to be sustainable. He sees something. I don't know if it's something that pops on film with maybe Robert's position that he coaches. I don't know if it's something about the defensive play calling. I don't know if it's. Um, something in the way that college football is getting played. A lot more people are going to be shifting more toward like, you know, a power spread or a kind of a Baylor type wide zone or kind of a cross between the two offensive scheme over the next, you know, five years. Cause the wide zone is like the next hot um, offensive scheme in college football. Um, he sees something. I'm not a football coach. Aranda has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. That, but the the Ron Roberts part of the of the news yesterday definitely surprised me, and I think it's safe to say it surprised a lot of people. I'll, I I am not an advocate for I don't I don't wish to fire anybody in coaching because you and I both know a lot of coaches they they pour their hearts into these jobs and then sometimes just things happen, and so I don't wish for any coach to get fired. But of the two yesterday. The Ronnie Wheat part of the news definitely made sense. I saw that and said, okay, I get that part. Special teams was abysmal for Baylor in 2022. Um, you know, they got out returned in, on kickoffs in 2022. Uh, some, they actually had more average punt return yards than their opponents per game um, in 2022, which was surprising to me. And then, you know, I mean, how many games did special teams miscues cost them? 
a missed PAT at BYU arguably cost them the game because if they make that PAT and everything in regulation happens the exact same way, we don't have an overtime in Provo. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of situations you point to with special teams this year and say, that was bad. That was bad. Not all of them are the fault of the coordinator, but I think it's one of those where Randa's seeing a trend and seeing that it's not working. Also worth noting that of the staff changes he has elected to make as the head football coach at Baylor University, the fire, you know, Jorge Munoz was passing game coordinator in 2020, fired after the 2020 season, came from LSU with Aranda. Aranda and Ronnie Wheat also worked together at LSU. Aranda mm-hmm. and, and Ron Roberts had worked together before. Roberts was a mentor to him. And so, there are there's a, a couple of Roberts' former players at Southeastern Louisiana on the staff. So there's, I think there's a chance we're looking at more changes. I, I'm not saying – that's purely speculative on my part. But it's something to watch, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it's Aranda's defense. I mean, let's not. I mean, that's what he does. He's a he is a defensive guru, as we know. So it's really interesting that uh, the, the someone that he worked under and and had that kind of relationship with that that's who he fires. It leads me to believe he. If you make a move like this, you better have somebody lined up. You better have somebody in mind. And quickly, people start throwing out people that uh, he's been, you know, uh, connected to in the past. Gary Anderson, Jim Leonard, who's been the interim coach at Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, the crazy name was Gary Patterson. Not going to happen. I mean, I would love it. That would be so much fun. But Gary Patterson, if he, I, I, you know, he may enjoy this consulting thing or he may have one more uh, kind of a Mac Brown type, one more shot at, 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 at being a head coach or something like that. But but uh, I don't think he's going to come be the uh, defense coordinator for Dave Aranda. So uh, any are you here? Are there any names that you've heard that resonate with you, or uh, as we start to kind of put our list together and, and look into this? None, none whatsoever. I don't know where they're going to go from here because how how do you replace the guy who taught the guy? Right, like what what change do you make at that point? And so and here's the other thing. And I was talking to. You know, some friends in the know who kind of explained this to me. That program is loyal to itself, and you're not going to hear things. Get, you're very seldom going to see things leak from the Baylor locker room. And that kind of tells me they're going to keep this quiet until there's a new hire in place. And I think that that's a, a program direction. I don't know if that's the right way to word it, but you kind of get what I'm saying there. And so watch, watch to see if there is chatter leading forward. I think if you see national reporters like Bruce Feldman, Sam Kahn, people like that reporting, uh, Baylor's expected to hire X as defensive coordinator. I think that's going to come from agents, not from people inside the Baylor locker room. Um, because I you know yesterday when I saw, when Colt Barber broke that news, I texted the Baylor Sports Information Office and I was texting sources, and it was crickets from sources. And so that says volumes. And then talking to other friends in the know at Baylor, and it's like, look, man, that that program is very quiet. It's kind of it, this wasn't their descriptor, but it was it's the descriptor I'm going to use to summarize what they told me. Kind of like the Vatican vote, you see smoke, 
whenever there's a result. And it's, for yeah. you know, in the Vatican's for a pope. Here it's a press release from the communications department because it is finally, okay, it's official. Let's tell everybody. They're not going – this program isn't going to fuel speculation. Well, they didn't and even so confirm I, that this thing had happened. They didn't even confirm. Right. I mean, when people reached out, so uh, I, I don't uh, – and part, uh, now of, again, and part of that is why is what is what I'm talking about. It, there, mums the word until there's until it can't be. Yeah, well, it's uh, it'll be uh, fascinating. And and what I'm wondering, Curtis, and I meant to reach out and find out about this, but they'll when the bowl announcements happen and we start to find out on Sunday. Uh, where Baylor is, and right now they're being projected to possibly be in Phoenix or maybe um, uh, Memphis for the Liberty Bowl. Uh, generally, we get a press conference with the uh, the coaches. Now that's going to be yep. interesting. With with uh, because what's our first question for uh, Aranda going to be? You know, it's not going to be like, "Oh, what do you think about a trip to Memphis?" You know, it's like, "Hey, what about why'd you make this decision?" And then it'll be really interesting to see what he has to say. In the past, they've done kind of Zoom type stuff. Now that we're meeting in person and all that, I hope that um, I, don't, I don't know how they'll do that because you know they do sometimes they kind of have the coaches together and stuff like that. So it may be kind of a uh, a Zoom uh, situation that we're in. Talking to uh, Curtis Quillen of Channel 6 on Chillin' with Quillen. Uh, by the way, Curtis, have you uh, we, I know your ear has been to the ground as well there. Do you do you sense that it it's leaning either way on the uh, the Baylor Bowl game, or do you think this thing's still up in the air? Um, I think it's down to um... – Whichever one of the D- smaller DFW bowls the Big 12 is actually going to go to this year, I've seen the projections shift now from the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth to the First Responders Bowl in Dallas um, today. Uh, I think it's down to either the Armed Forces or First Responders, whichever one it, it goes to, and then Liberty and Guaranteed Rate. Um, personally, I'm hoping for either Liberty or Guaranteed Rate because I think that that provides, uh, one, a better experience selfishly for me. Um and, you know, I'm always, you know me, Matt, I'm always going to root for my own self-interest uh, here. And uh, yeah. the, <laughs> I think, I think if I'm a player, I want, I think the experience is better going to a city like Memphis or a city like Phoenix than it is going to, you know, a SMU yeah. or the TCU for a bowl game. Yeah. The 91 team, they went to the Arizona bowl or somewhere around Phoenix. I think it was called the copper bowl back then. And they, <laughs> There's still stories about what they did to the hotel rooms. It did not go extremely well. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get as much work from Lively. And, and boy, Lively and Nicole, both great workers. Don't get me wrong. But that would put him very close to his college campus and and some of his old college pals. So the Arizona thing as his employer would scare me. For me, I'm going to enjoy it because – Lively and I'll probably be out on the golf course doing all that kind of stuff. So we'll have a big time. And, you know, he and I are kind of – we have a kinship uh, because we kind of dress the same and all that good stuff. Um, Curtis, the uh, – the uh, over on the uh, uh, the Baylor, we got the – do you have Peacock, by the way? Do you have your uh, – do you get that since you're with NBC? Do you get a free Peacock subscription for being the sports director at NBC? I have a free Peacock subscription. I do not get one as part of uh, as part of working at an NBC affiliate. We are actually not owned by NBC Universal. We're owned by Techno Broadcasting, and so uh, no no perks from NBC Uni there. Um, 
I, I mean, I'll, I'll have an eye on this game. Uh, I won't be streaming it on my phone. I'll be a little busy. I'm uh, as soon as you and I get done here, I'm heading up to uh, McLean Stadium for uh, Harker Heights and DeSoto tonight, and so I'll be there for a little mm. bit, keeping an eye on this one, and then uh, kind of relying on uh, Twitter for highlights tonight. It's just one of those new. I mean, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I know you know this. If you don't like sports being on streaming apps. Just get used to it. It's the future in sports broadcasting. Yeah, I think you're right, and uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be paying attention uh, to that. Okay, that's interesting. You're going to be out there at Harker Heights. We had a game over there at uh, Waco ISD Stadium today, I believe, at noon, and it was that 4A Taps uh, state title, and, and Fort Worth All Saints was getting it on with Fort Bend Christian Academy, I believe it was. So I've been, and we've got. Uh, I've got some great friends who are part of that uh, all that Fort Worth All Saints. Have you heard the score from over there? By the way, uh, I have not. You're gonna you, you, if you go onto Twitter, you'll see what I spent my morning doing. I was officiating basketball this morning. It's tournament <laughs> season. Uh, I was at academy this morning. I got done. I sat in the hospitality room, got some work done, and then uh, when the volleyball coach at academy, who I've known for several years at this point, Allison Wade, walks in and goes, "You're still here," and I look up and the the crew that took over for us was in the fourth quarter of their last game. I was like, Oh, I'm almost two crews <laughs> in at this point. I got to go to my desk. Um, so I've been out of, I've been out of uh, kind of out, out in my own world for a little bit today and just, just slowly catching up uh, before I head up here to McLean. But um, I know that okay. the tap state championships are kind of, you know, I'm not, nothing is the same as UIL. They run a remarkable show in Arlington. Uh, but the TAP State Championships are truly special, whether they're at Midway or Waco ISD. Um, and so uh, and there's a lot of competitive games there, and there's a lot of really good football. And so regardless of what that score was, if there's games tomorrow, go go buy a ticket. It's well worth it. Yeah, yeah, they were getting that thing on today at noon. Uh, um, okay, let's, let's go through a couple of these games real quick. Mart, 13-0 and 0, uh, versus Lovelady. Uh, we'll obviously have that one on. Uh, well, we got Baylor basketball tonight. It'll be on one of our family of networks. Uh, in fact, I think that's going to be uh, uh, 99.3, and that's of course uh, Tom Barfield will be on the call. Mart versus Lovelady. Lovelady. Uh, what do you What do you think of this one? I, I think this one's mental for Lovelady, right? Because Mart's beat them and knocked them out of the playoffs two years in a row now. Uh, I want to say I heard, and this is in no way con- con- confirmed. I wasn't able to see if it was confirmed, but I think I had heard that this is Lovelady's first trip to the regional final. And so, you know, how much does Mart live in Lovelady's head? And I think it's all mental for Lovelady. And for Mart, it's kind of just, okay, they're going to throw everything they got at you. Whether that, get the win, move on to the semifinals next week. Um, and so Lively will be out there. He's headed down to College Station right now. Uh, he'll be live for us at six, and again after the game at ten o'clock, and then uh, you know we'll see uh, what winds up happening with Mart against either Granger or uh, Burton next week if they can get past Lovelady. I think I think this one's all about weathering the storm uh, from from the Lions early, uh, knowing that they're going to throw the, everything at you and the kitchen sink uh, to try to get this win. All right, Lively went straight from the MRI tube to uh, the Matt Mosley show the other day. So, man, the guy is putting in yeoman's work. So that's uh, 
always good, and I bet he's listening to us as he's driving. Uh, a couple of these other matchups, Crawford 13-0 versus number 7, Toller 13-0. I mean, that's a, that's a great thing about this time of year. There are no dogs out there. You know, it's it's these are player these are teams that are going to get it on and um and, and again even uh, that game was not as, as the people I've talked to you know Riesel put up a fight and the, the score didn't indicate that but Riesel got off to a good start in that game but I mean at this point Mart for the uh, Crawford has rolled over most of the field this year uh, how do you see number three Crawford versus number seven Toller playing out. Uh, I think Toller is dangerous, man. Uh, look, I understand. Uh, I heard a stat from Chris Lancaster at Academy today that this Crawford senior class has not lost to Toller since it's been in high school. Here's my one, my one th- message of caution. This Toller team is special. Uh, that running back, who is it? Peyton Brown that they've got is yes. unreal. He's massive. He's a sophomore and he can freaking go uh that toller team is very special uh coach coach mullins and i know each other decently well uh his son baylor was an all-american at umhb on that 2016 national championship uh run and uh he's now the defensive assistant down at austin westlake but um he was telling me look man these kids are special they're driven they're hungry they want to get to arlington there and so um, this is a team on the mission, and I think a team of destiny. That said, Crawford can very easily win this game, and I, I look at it and say, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, look, this I, I think this is the best matchup of, featuring a Central Texas team tonight. I think this has a chance to be an instant classic uh, there in Burleson. Wow. Wow. All right. And and then do you th- that makes me think you believe that China Spring – is uh, is set up to roll over Anna. Uh, although Anna, very talented team, and I've kind of kept my eye on on that because I've got family from Anna. Uh, Thirteen and O this season. You think China Spring uh, should put it on them? I don't think put it on them would be how I would describe it, but I I see China Spring by by two scores as very realistic. Look, Anna again, another one of those teams of destiny. Thirteen and O, like best season in school history, like. All of that is true for Anna, and it doesn't take away from them if it ends tonight, right? And they're kind of the same thing. They are, they're playing like a team with nothing to lose, and those are the most dangerous ones to play. I think China Spring pretty much – I mean, that was that's kind of what they saw from Lake Worth last week. That was a remarkable, remarkable Lake Worth team, and China Spring just dominated it. Anna is better than Lake Worth, and I think that this is a two-score game at the end of the night. Um, but it might be one of those where it's tied going into the fourth, and then Anna might just run out of gas at that point because they haven't been on this stage before, and China Spring was on it just last year. Listen, I I, I apologize for interrupting whatever you wanted to say on Bust to Move. I would just like to say to you, next day's function, high-class luncheon, food is served, and you're stone-cold munching. Music comes on, people start to dance, but then you ate so much you nearly split your pants. All right, those words are still there. Those words are still in my head. Uh, so, Bust a Move, very, uh, very popular song back when I was in high school. Uh, and, and it sounds like you're familiar with Bust a Move as well. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Not enough to do, the, do what I just did. Uh, all right, 
have a uh, have a tremendous evening and uh, tell everybody hi out at uh, McLean Stadium and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Oh, who's your pick, by the way? You've got uh, uh, you got TCU winning this thing tomorrow. Give me TCU and a nail biter. I think that I think they're finding a way, and regardless of Will Howard being healthy and playing a full sixty minutes, I think TCU continues to just find a way to get it done. Give me TCU and a nail biter. All right, there he is. Thank you, Curtis. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great evening. Thank you, Matt. We'll see you soon. Chilling with Quillen, one of the uh, area's most popular segments, both on radio, internet, wherever you uh, listen. Uh, very, very popular segment that we do each week. Also, uh, also very popular 